Welcome to episode number four of the Getting Things Done podcast from the GTD Nordic. I'm Morten and I'm here with my friend and colleague Lars Rotskill Henriksen. Hello, Lars. Hi, Morten. Happy to be here again and really looking forward to looking into this next topic. And what is our next topic? Well, that would be the third of the five steps that we have started to cover in this uh, podcast. So that would be the organized step. Okay, maybe you will do like you did the last episode. Uh, give us a, a bird's eye overview of the five steps so we can see how this ties together with all the others. Sure. So uh, this would be the third of the five step. And if we go back a bit, then we start off with the first step, which is to uh, capture. So capture everything that that has your attention, placing it specific places where, you know, you will get back to it at a later stage and uh, process your way way through that list. And then how do you do that? Well, you do that with steps two and three clarify, which is the second step that we covered in the previous episode. And then you organize, which is the third step that we will then cover in this episode and that means to to place the things where where they make sense to you where they where they according to what they mean to you the fourth step is to reflect and that means to take a step back and and gain the overview to 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 make smarter decisions to understand what you are uh, currently engaged in and and step five is then actually to engage to to get things uh, done or to do these uh, to do these things and that means to uh, choose uh, in a in a good way what to work on at any given uh, any given time mm, great so can you give us a little um, bird's eye overview uh, of the step we are covering today? Organize. Why? Why is it necessary to necessary to to at all organize? Well, maybe it's worth reiterating what what you also highlighted in the last episode, Morten, which is that we don't want to organize before we have clarified. So we really want to make sure that we we make the the decision about each item that has has shown up in our world before we try to place them in in these uh, in these specific places. Um, and then again, it's also important to to do the organizing thing, so you don't, for example, have to rethink the next action each time. That you're able to to find the next action and then store it in the place that makes sense to you. So, for example, if we're talking about a, a next action to do at the uh, computer, then you might want to place that at a next action list that you could then pick up when you're you're at the computer. Mm, great. So we have a few different lists that we can park our decisions on. We define them as actionable and non-actionable. If we start with the latter, where we say no at the clarify stage, what what are some typical places um, non-actionable items could uh, could fit in? Yeah, so so that uh, that that lines up again with the the clarify flow that we spoke about uh, last time. And the first option there was to to throw things out, and that obviously means to to throw things out. <laughs> so that can be uh, both in the physical world, or you can recycle if that's if that's possible. And uh, if we're in the digital world, then uh, the delete button can be used. And I I rarely meet people with a you know a a, a well worn delete button. People really tend to to save a lot of things, but it really is a good option to make sure that you're not storing things that you don't want to to actually ever pick up again. So you meet pack rats, you too. I see. <laughs> exactly, and I and I, I see it in myself as well that I also tended to to save a lot of these things, and it you know it it doesn't impact you as much you know if you're on yeah, gmail for example then you have a lot of storage 
but uh, but it is a challenge to um, you know when you need to search something out you really get a lot of search results with mm -hmm. content that you just don't yeah. need so it really is to help your future self to to get it out of the way if you don't need it yeah so if I decide I don't uh, don't delete uh, the thing because it's well I can't delete it I what's the next uh, place where I need to go well, the next option was to to reference it, to archive it. Uh, so that, again, applies to both the physical and the, the digital world. So in the physical world, it could, again, be my vacuum cleaner manual example from, from last time that I want to store in my archive. And um, however you want to set that up is really up to, uh, up to you. Just make it... Uh, something that you actually want to work with, uh, so 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 make it quick, easy to use. Um, uh, I normally mention that we like to see these things gone within within 60 seconds from you know they're sitting in your hand uh, until they are in your archive with the, its own nicely uh, nicely done demo label or whatever your label of choice might be. Uh, that it's in there within 60 seconds, so you don't end up doing these uh, these uh, archive piles on your desk. Mm. Yeah, these stacks of ha. Mm -hmm, exactly. Or, and then in, in the digital world, I don't know what you normally use, Morten. No, I, I use a combination of uh, files on the computer uh, in a folder structure. And that's logical to me. I spent quite a lot of time the last few years um, trying to hash out um, a folder system that actually makes sense and a file naming system that also makes sense. And I'm I'm, uh, I've been thinking uh, a lot about this and I've found some, some good things and it will take us too long to go into depth <laughs> with this and, and, and there, is a, there might be a book about this in the future, um, about uh, the simple book about files and folders. Um, the idea, uh, at least with the files and folders, is to build a structure that makes sense to you so that you can find your stuff later on. That's the whole uh, idea about organize. If you don't know where your socks go, where do your socks go? They go everywhere. Uh, you will, and when you find that want to have a pair of socks, you may not want to, f you may not find them because they're all over the place. So make uh, makes make a folder structure that makes sense to you. And uh, I also use for for uh, other reference material that is. Um, what I will call a um, uh, project or action support, uh, I would use uh, Evernote. This is my, my choice for, for reference system for actionable or action supports stuff. So Lars, how do you do your the digital stuff? How do you organize them? Yeah, that sounds sounds familiar to what you just mentioned. So, so I have my uh, my folder structures that I that I'm comfortable with. I have uh, Evernote that I use for some things, and I also like to use uh, OneNote for for some other things. So there are some some things where I prefer to uh, the way you navigate in in OneNote, and that really the two are, uh, in my view, getting very close to how 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 they navigate. There used to be a difference with with Evernote and their notebooks. Now they're they're relatively close uh, with the, the various sections and notes in in, in OneNote corresponding to to notes and stacks in um, in in Evernote I would say, um, and then of course I have some uh, some emails as well. So uh, a lot a huge uh, email archive across various uh, various email accounts. That's that's certainly also an archive uh, digital archive that I use uh, use a lot. 
Yeah, me too. Um, and w- what I think is important for you, well, just one hot uh, item tip for archiving or referencing um, stuff, is that when you um, get a file from, let's say you have a file, um, it's a scanned PDF you receive of a contract, you would like to take um, care of this, make sure you find it again. It's archive worthy or reference worthy then you would then take this um, file, you will uh, maybe want to put it in a folder. And normally when you scan things, they, they come to you on, or you receive something from, from a colleague or um, external source. It could be um, scan 0048x.pdf. And that does not make sense at all, does not make, mm-hmm. um, the meaning does not match this at all. So I would suggest that you do um, a naming convention on this for be nice to the future you is to uh, um, download the file to your computer and rename it something that makes sense to you. For instance, um, receipts, Elship, uh, vacuum cleaner, 2018. And... If you remember vacuum cleaner and Elchöp, which is the shop, or receipt vacuum cleaner, or just vacuum cleaner, you can find this file fairly fast, no matter what system you use to, to file in. And if you in, in the, uh, and add maybe not only 2018, but also the date of the day um, you buy this, it makes it a lot easier to find the stuff after, after the fact. So the the idea with with organizing things in files and folders and uh, digital files and physical is to make it easy to to refine whatever you need to refine. If it is the 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 user manual of your of your computer or or um, or a receipt or a contract you signed, uh, it's just make it easy on yourself and for the future you to make make the future you having a an easy job finding it and that's that's organizing in a, uh, in in the reference part in a nutshell so but now now when that we have put things in files and folder for reference but we, what what happens if i can't reference it it i i need maybe some pot- potential future action on this yeah, so the last option was that is it is actually something you want to do something about. It is actually, but, but not right now. Uh, it's not the right time of year. You don't have the resources. You don't have the right people in the department, uh, whatever the reason might be. This is something that ends up in the someday maybe category, and that's what we have in the, the organized steps. So in, in clarifying, we talk about incubating or uh, in, in Danish and uh, a Norwegian version uh, of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they end up in the, in the someday maybe lists or, or, or perhaps a date specific reminder of when you want to, to review this again so um, so for me these lists were uh, as I also mentioned the last time these were really important to me that you tend to once you start becoming better at GTD you tend to get a lot of ideas you get a lot of ideas that also means that there will be more good ideas in there and really uh, having a place to store all those good ideas has been really valuable to me to make sure that you know once we get through this uh, busy season of the year then we can can, can start some uh, to do some new cool uh, marketing uh, stuff well then make sure that you have captured those those really cool marketing ideas so that when you have the time you're ready to to pick them up they're ready for you to just uh, grab and run with mm, great and where would you put this um, um, 
physically, where, where would you organize this? What, what kind of lists, digital and paper? So for me, they are all uh, digital uh, in this case. Uh, so they would end up in my in my list manager, uh, where I would review them uh, either on a or a weekly basis or more more infrequently, depending on if it's items that I know I will not be working on. So, for example, as we record this, we're in December of uh, 2018. Um, I have a number of projects that I could do on my summer house, but right now is not the right time. It's really the the time to park those. And I don't need to review those every week to, to see if I want to do them. Hmm. And they can also go as a calendar reminder, right, for future. So if you, let's say that you want to, in in May, want to see uh, a reminder of buying uh, um, your Christmas uh, vacation on Bali next year, that could be early enough to see that. And you can park it on the, the calendar as well, not only on that list for be reviewed mm. so so um okay so now we've um, gone down the no arm of clarify and put things where they belong if we now are looking at the actionable items you need to do um where do they go because when you decide yes i need to do something about it you have potential project with decide outcomes and you might you at least have a next action uh, for for this, and less than two minutes, things they fly out. They don't land any, anywhere unless they don't. If they don't spawn another next action after you've taken that call, maybe you have another next action. But um, in the, on the first hand, if you do this two two minutes, it's gone. It's out of your hair. And then um, what happens if you delegate things to someone? How do you handle that? Yeah, so if you if you have something and the next action is actually with someone else, then you want to uh, to to send that on to them and and perhaps capture that you want to follow up with them in case you don't hear back from them. So, I'm sure uh, all the listeners can can recognize that you know sometimes you engage with uh, let's say a department uh, as part of your uh, your sales process, for example, where where they they are really really busy and they're struggling to to find time, and you know that there's a a chance that they they won't get back to you. Um, what will really help for, for, for that is this uh, waiting for uh, list. So we want to track that you know you've asked for review or you've asked for feedback on a proposal, what the case might be, uh, and then you're waiting for them to come back to you. So this would be a separate list in your system where you track these that you're waiting for feedback. You're waiting for uh, Thomas to get back to you to review the, the customer proposal uh, and you want to also uh, note down a date. So you want to note down the date when you send it or uh, when you want to follow up with that person. Uh, that That's actually uh, one of the, the things that helped me a lot with gaining control of my inbox and really trusting that I had uh, had the complete overview and felt felt comfortable with all this uh, was to set up this uh, this waiting for system. I don't yeah. know how you use it, Mark. Yeah, I use it similarly. It's, um, it's um, when I send something to someone that I either delegate or, or ask for, for, for something, could be just a simple email to someone. If, if it is important to me uh, that the person get back to me, I would make up waiting for. Uh, I would not make it elsewise because I think if it is your, if I send an email to you and it's in your interest to send, you know, to answer this and I don't, you know, it's not in my interest for you to reply, I will then say, well, hey, 
Lars, this is your your uh, your responsibility. Um, pick it or or don't. I don't care. But <laughs> if I <laughs> if I, if I decide yes, I want to keep track of this. Of course, I want to make sure it doesn't slip. I need to mm. park it uh, on my list for uh, waiting for. Um, have I heard back from who about what? And um, and a time when I decided to this is I will give one week if I don't hear in one week I will then ping ping uh, the person back so so now we've um, moved up from uh, more than two minutes uh, or less than two minutes actions uh, delegated actions and now we come to the defer category of things we've said yes but we need to do it ourselves we can't give it to someone else it takes more than two minutes where do they go then Lars? Well, then you have two options. So the first option, or so if the next action has to happen on a specific time or a specific day, then we want to capture that in the uh, calendar. So we don't want to overload the calendar with all the, I would like to do that. And, you know, it would be great if we on, on Wednesday could do that. Uh, we really want to just put the things in there that has to happen because at least a lot of people that I meet that try to to plan their day, they really recognize that, you know, it's it's simply not possible. There's uh, so much unplanned work that shows up during a specific day that, that you often end up, okay, we, we said we were going to do that Wednesday, I'll, I'll do it Thursday. And then Thursday comes and another batch of new unplanned work shows up and then all that we can postpone it to next week. Um, and, and then really that, that, that is not helpful for you that is not you know that's additional work that that uh, there's an inner voice within you that will tell you that oh you're you're failing at, at planning it's uh, how can you not make this happen so really try to put the things in the calendar that has to to happen and let's say the next action is that we have a we have a meeting to 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 go over the the marketing plans well if that next action is, is a meeting that we do online uh, or, or 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 physically then i put that in in my calendar um, and another option could be that, you know, we, we want to check in. I want to give you a call on, on Friday. I don't know when I want to give you that call, but it has to happen on Friday because you're you're gone for three weeks after that. Then I put that as an all-day event in my in my calendar. So that would be the, the two different ways of using the, the calendar for that. Good, good. And we are talking about calendar and lists, and um, it might be good to, to uh, give people an overview of what we're does this have to be um, um, digital calendars? Could they be paper-based or could it be a list be paper-based as well? Yes, so so whatever works for you is really what it comes down to. So you can have your, your paper calendar, you can have your digital calendar, you can have your lists on paper, you can have your uh, lists digitally, or you can actually have a, a mixture of whatever works for you. Um, mm. I know, uh, uh, at least here in, in Denmark, I, I see more and more people, and it's still the, the vast majority is, is, is digital, but I see more and more people at least experimenting with paper and actually appreciating the, the the way paper works for them, that it helps them not to be distracted too much. It helps them maintain their focus is, is what I'm hearing. But um, I am uh, personally, I am all in on the uh, digital side. What about you? Yeah, I'm all in on the digital side for my lists. Um, I, use a, I use an app and I'm sure we'll make a special episode at some point where we try to cover the most used uh, GTD apps mm -hmm. for list list management and um, and until then you must be in suspense because I'm not going to tell you what I use <laughs> what I can tell you is is or tell the listeners is that we we um, we talk about what is the best 
there's a common question what is the best list manager I can use I get this question I wouldn't say every seminar I do but it's very close to everyone they will ask me what do you use mm -hmm. and uh, and, I, and then I have to clarify to them or tell them very clearly that well it's not about uh, what lists uh, what app you use or what kind of system you use for the for the uh, your list lists is that you actually use the list that's most important and you have to use it wisely you have to use it according to the gtd methodology because i think it is our germans who says it in english this doesn't make a lot of sense but i've heard they say this that a fool with a tool is still a fool which means that if you <laughs> if you don't know how to use a tool you will be a fool and it's like, I think David Allen said something that um, um, you don't become a carpenter by buying a hammer um, or something of that effect. And um, the idea about this is that when you choose a tool, it's not very important which tool, but you have to know how to use it. And, and when you get a, become a good carpenter, you will probably like to have a good hammer. But just start simple is my first advice. Start simple. Don't overcomplicate things. Start on paper if you like. It's it's all about the thinking process, and and parking the results in in appropriate category so you find them after. And if that's paper, way cool. If it is digital, way cool. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> you should find the system works that works for you. The system that you are attracted to. And you should find something that you that you like and and will continue using. That's my, yes. my two cents. Fully, fully, fully agree, and I, I would I would echo the same things. And I really, it also depends on what you normally are uh, attracted to. So, so I I'm an engineer by. My education is a graduate engineer, uh, so I like my my lists. But I also know from other people that you know some people need to be able to scribble a bit on the side. Well, then maybe see if you can find a tool that works for that. Or maybe you prefer uh, you know Kanban boards, uh, vertical boards where you can place your things. Well, then maybe you should find some kind of tool that supports you in that. Or if you prefer mind maps, then then maybe we again need to find the different tools for for that. So uh, it really is we we all you know uh, like. To, to set things up differently and perhaps even differently across different uh, ways depending on how you want to think about these things or how you want to see them so it, it, it really is um, something that you want to work with but but certainly start off simple and and see see what works for you hmm. that's good and um, now that we've emptied our heads in uh, in capture we clarify what these things means all the emails that comes to us everything that you 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 you, you uh, captured throughout today and you clarified it and now you organized it into a system that will lead us to our next episode which is what so the next episode would be reflect so now we have built our system using the capture way to, to get all the stuff out to clarify and organize get everything in there and now we have a, a system that we can now review and uh, one of the key parts of, of reflect or what we most often talk about in that aspect is is the weekly review so i'm sure we'll, we'll dive into that next time yeah it's and this is absolutely a key habit of the getting things done methodology so if you're trying to be good at gtd then you must listen at, listen at the next episode because it's <laughs> it's really key to to your stress-free productivity so um, can you take us through the regular uh, 
rigmarole saying goodbye, Loris. <laughs> sure. So just to, for those of you listening, if you want to learn more, where can you find more information, articles, etc. about GTD, a lot of free stuff, well, go to gtdnordic.com and you can find where we, uh, the websites for each of the um, companies in the different countries here in the Nordics. And you can find our Facebook pages, our LinkedIn pages, meetup groups, uh, all the good stuff, uh, newsletters on, on each of them. Um, and as we also mentioned last time, uh, we hope that you find these episodes valuable. And if you do, we'd really appreciate if you can share the podcast with a colleague or read the podcast on iTunes. Yes. And, and if you have any questions to us or think that we there are some topics we should cover that you are especially interested in, uh, and, or if you just get value from these episodes, please send us an email. Uh, to Lars or, or me, you will find us at the gtdnordic.com, that's a couple of clicks away, and uh, ask us. Uh, we would love to hear from you, and um, if we give you value, uh, give us a ping. We would love to hear from you. Okay, thank you Lars for today, and uh, looking forward to the next episode. Thanks Morten. Yeah. Bye everyone. Bye bye.